Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music obsessed mates get together to talk about the songs they've been listening to that week, as well as a sprinkling of news topics. You are listening to episode 12. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And this week we're going to do it a little bit differently. So it is the middle of the year now and we have decided to do a top five songs of 2019 so far. Yes. So instead of doing our normal news and then like different sections like Caught My Ear, Song of the Week and Under a Rock, we're just going to tell you our top five songs that we've been listening to over the past six months as well as our favourite album that has been released so far this year. Yes, so no news this week. No news. For all you news fanatics, we (laughs) apologise. We're going to go straight into the music. So Vivian will start with her number five song. So before I get into it, just want to preface this, that we are both very sick this yep. week. <laughs> so if we, like, sniffle or if we cough, we apologise. We're going to sound a bit weird. Yeah, so just <laughs> bear with us. So my number five is Keanu Reeves by Logic. So this was the lead single he released from his latest album, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, uh, that he released last month. Uh, so... It's really interesting because he kind of surprise dropped this one. So it was at the beginning of the year and he was teasing it on social media and then suddenly he just dropped like the music video with it and it was just like, here you go guys, like this is... Here it is. This is Keanu Reeves. Yeah, so, um, (laughs) and it's really cool because, um, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of Logic. He's always been one of the, sort of the only rappers where I've, I haven't really, what's the word, like said anything bad about sort of yeah, his style, yeah. um, anything like that. So this song is very much fitting within his usual style. and uh, But in a way, it's a more boastful song from him, which I guess is the more experimental part of the song. Yeah, right. But I really like it because uh, it's just like the flow that he has is it's just incredible, as it always is with his songs. Yeah. And the production is really, really cool. Um and I really love how, like, the whole thing about the song is he's comparing himself to Keanu Reeves, the actor, <laughs> and that that equates greatness to him. It's like, <laughs> I'm like Keanu Reeves. It's like, okay, cool. So that's, yeah. Um, yes, so that's my number five, Keanu Reeves by Logic. So what's your number five, Maddie? This song will come as no surprise to anyone who has been (laughs) listening to these podcasts or knows me personally. So my number five song of 2019 is Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, like, it's not very high on my list because, like, it's obviously I have been waiting for this song. For quite a long time, and when it was released, I was like screaming. I was so happy that we had new Jonas Brothers music. Um, but yeah, I've just been listening to it quite a lot, and especially like hearing it on the radio all the time. Like I'm not getting sick of it, but it's still like something that's been going over and over and over consistently for a while. Um, so this the beginnings of it getting like like grating on me is sort of there but still I don't think I'm gonna get sick of it so that's why it's sort of a little bit lower on my it's in my top five list yeah Yeah. it's number five 
Um, but I having agree. said that, yeah, it's a good song. I mean, yeah. I, I was never like a big fan of them, mm-hmm. uh, but I ha- like I, I actually distinctly remember when we had the conversation about the song. And I was like, I actually don't know if I like it. And then the next week, I, I came back to you and I was like, I've been listening to it. <laughs> yeah, it was like this guilty, like, I was like, tail between your legs. Yeah. I've been listening to it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's actually pretty good, yeah. And it's very much, like, standard for them, like, in terms of yeah. their style. But it's, you know, it's, it's it, for me, it's definitely, like, a guilty pleasure kind of song. <laughs> You listen to it in your room and it's, like, dark I, and I, you turn off the lights. I listen so. to it and I put private session on Spotify. <laughs> so no one knows. <laughs> You're uh, terrible. Yes. Just embrace your love of the Jonas Brothers. I know, I know. Don't I, hide it. <laughs> I should just I should just accept the you fact. You can fango with me about it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, I cannot wait until the documentary comes out. I think mm. it's already out now. Yeah, I think it is out on Amazon Prime. On Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to get a free trial of Amazon <laughs> to watch this thing. If you want to watch it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm excited for more Jonas Brothers music. Mm. Can't wait. I'm sure I'm going to love it. So You probably will. I will, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just going to say it now. I'm probably going to like it. And if I don't, I'm going to let you all know and I'm going to like hide in a corner and cry. Yeah. Because if I don't like it, it my life is going <laughs> to fall apart. So If you don't like Jon- a new Jonas Brothers music, then what is the point? Right? What is the point of living? <laughs> I don't know why I would continue going on living in this world if I don't like the new Jonas Brothers music. Oh, well. Anyway. Number four. Yes. So my number four is a bit of an interesting one. I haven't mentioned anything about either of these two artists on the podcast, so this is going to be a bit of a... Bit of a shock. Bit of a shock, yes. So it's Face My Fears by Skrillex featuring Hikaru Utada. So for people there who know me... I don't like Skrillex's music, <laughs> full disclosure, I, I don't listen to his music, but the reason why I love this song and why it's number four is because it is the Kingdom Hearts 3 theme song. <laughs> and now for those people who do know me as well, they know that Kingdom Hearts is my, my love. She's literally got a Kingdom Hearts tattoo. <laughs> Like, this is how serious this is, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, and look, you know, all jokes aside, like, it's a really, really good song in terms of production and the lyrics, because the interesting thing is Hikaru Yutada, so she's a Japanese singer, and uh, she's always done the Kingdom Hearts uh, theme songs, she's always sung them, Yep. and she's always done a Japanese version and uh, an English version, so... It was also quite a big deal that Skrillex kind of said, okay, hey, like, I'd like to put my hand up to do this theme song because yeah. it's never, because Kingdom Hearts is, like, a Japanese game. It's, yeah, it's a video game for those of you who Oh, yeah, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just assuming that everyone knows what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a Japanese game, and while, you know, it has a very sort of popular Western audience, yeah. uh, like, it's popular in the Western audience, uh it's never really transcended to the point where people talk about it so much, like, in media and everything. So when Skrillex said, I'll do this, it was very much like, oh, that, like, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it sort of put it on the map a bit more than it would normally have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in terms of the actual song, um, 
Hikari Yutada's voice is amazing, as usual. She's got this really sort of breathy kind of uh, tone, but she's very much capable to hit those high notes. Yeah. When when you played it for me, I and you told me it was Skrillex, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to like it yeah. at all. And then I like listened to it, and I was like, you know what? I can kind of get into this. Yeah, and it's not that bad. And it, it doesn't sound like it doesn't, like a video game like no. theme song. Like it doesn't sound like a, it's not like corny, like in, your Mario Kart yeah. type <laughs> thing. Like <laughs> yeah, like it's very much within his style, like Skrillex's style, but it's very toned down, which I really appreciate because when it like you know there is that sort of EDM drop. It's very melodic, and it's really cool because it actually chops up Hikari Yutada's vocals um, and, like, sort of plays with uh, the the vocal line there, which is really cool. Yeah. I didn't think it would, like... It's not as heavy as I would have expected no, it to be. No, no. Which, which is, is great. Yeah, which is, the, the, you know, why I like it so much. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that's that's my number four, Face My Fears, uh, Skrillex featuring H- Hikari Yutada. Alrighty, my turn. Um, coming from me, it is Do With It by Betty Who. Now, for those of you who don't know, Betty Who is an Australian pop singer. Um, she's been around for quite a while, but her new album came out this year and it was almost going to be my top album because I love all of the songs on it. It's very typical, like, pop songstress mm genre I guess you could call it but this song um it's got a very cool like electronic backing in the chorus yeah yeah that I really really like um so basically like the lyrics of like the chorus are um now that you've got me what are you gonna do with it like you've Mm. got you've got me now what are you gonna do like what's next what's next yeah where are we gonna go yeah type thing and it's a really it's kind of like a cheeky like way that it's done like the lyrics are said in a way that's kind of a little bit promiscuous and yeah sort of like teasing and kind of it's got this weird like fun sort yeah. of aspect to it that isn't just it's not like a love song it's just like this fun playful. sort of boppy yeah playful that's the word that's the word um yeah it's definitely a very playful song and mm. the instrumentation and like the backing tracks behind it kind of help with that sort of mm. vibe mm. i guess it's really cool though how you said uh she's australian like i i didn't know who this person was yeah. until you <laughs> until you sort of explained her history and um, her collaborations with Pentatonix and... Yeah, and Superfruit. And Superfruit, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really cool how she's, like, doing her own thing over there in the yeah, States. Yeah, because she's, yeah, I think, yeah, she's based in the States. We don't see her much over here, but there are some songs, like, you can sort of pick up on her Australian accent. Mm. She sort of still sings with it. Like, it's not as pronounced as someone who sort of, like, like Missy Higgins, for example. I was just about to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not as, like, noticeable as that, but she's still got that Australian twang and she doesn't, like... That's cool. Yeah, harden her vowels and stuff like that. I, I like too, it but... when artists sort of keep their... Keep their... It's refreshing. Things. Yeah, it is. I like it to not hear, like, American accents constantly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or when you have Australian or even people from New Zealand artists who put on, like, the American accent. Yeah, I yeah. I get a bit like, oh, you don't have to do that. Yeah, but- speaking of that, actually, I was watching an interview with 
Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, yeah. About how, like, because their new song Easy has come out, and they were talking about how they've sort of lost their Australian accents. Like, they were talking in the interview, mm. and, that like, they were sort of switching between, like, Australian and American. That's probably because they cause, live there. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. They were talking about how, like, they wanted people to understand what they were talking about, so they had to, like, talk in an American accent for them to get it. Mm. And because they've had to do that so much in America, they've kind of just, like... Yeah. Lost their Australian accent, which kind of sucks. It's like, really, it's really sad. sad. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, that's such an interesting thing, how, like, you can be so... Have such a distinct accent, but when you move to a new country and you're surrounded by you know, sort of another accent yeah. that you sort of just form I yours think, into I think this. it happens more often with Australians because we yeah. have such, like... I mean, we have a really hard twang, but I think ours is a lot more sort of malleable yeah. than other accents. Yeah. Like, especially, like, anyone from the US. Because mm. mm. they've got such distinct and, like, hard, hard accents. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, that's another... conversation for a different day but yeah (laughs) do with it by betty who it's on her self-titled album betty that was released this year definitely go check it out love all the songs on there it's really worth it awesome so we're up to number three number three so my third song is will come as no surprise i should say (laughs) Uh, Sugar Honey Ice and Tea by Bring Me the Horizon. So this song is coming from their latest album, Ammo, which I have talked about on the podcast before. Uh, I've talked about another song from that album. Uh, Ammo released it in January. Uh, and the this song is, if anything, it's probably one of the heavier songs on the album. Yeah. Uh, because they really went for sort of like a more um, toned down... Uh, rock sort of genre right. with this one. Okay. So Sugar Honey Ice and Tea is definitely more heavier, which I really like because it's sort of um, very similar to their older stuff. Um, but what I really, really love about this song is the lyrical content is is very different to what you sort of hear. So it's he's talking, well, they're talking about how we're, as humans, we're just constantly... Um, you know, lying to ourselves and we're constantly, you know, trying to impress other people and we're just not really being ourselves. But it doesn't do it in, like, you should just be yourself, yeah. like, campy <laughs> kind of way. Yeah. It does it in a quite, like, an aggressive way for all those people. What does sugar, honey, ice and tea stand for? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but you probably Explicit know. <laughs> content. Watch out. Um... So, yeah, so it's really cool how they kind of, like, switch it up when they talk about that sort of topic. But it's also really, really um, interesting when it gets to the chorus. Ollie Sykes, he goes into his falsetto when he sings Sugar, Honey, Ice and Tea, which is really, really interesting to hear from him because you're so used to sort of those growling vocals from him. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like I've talked about on the podcast before, he's got this really beautiful melodic voice Mm. and it really shines when he does tone it down and he doesn't resort to sort of the screaming and the growling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it is really cool to hear him sing like that. Um, But yeah, so Sugar, Honey, Ice and Tea by Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, Definitely check it out. You guys probably have already heard it. It's a bit of an older one. But um, yeah, so what's your third song, Maddie? So my third song is from Hosier's newest album, uh, Wasteland Baby. Yes. It's the 
Almost Sweet Music, the, you know, lead single of this album. Mm. Um, the thing that I really, really, really love about this song is the offbeat clapping yeah. percussion line that yeah. goes through it. I just, I just love it. And it's so cool because it's, it's so, it took me forever to figure it out. <laughs> but the thing was, I didn't even figure it out. He literally released like a video. Did he? I think it was like he was on a tour bus or something and it was like a how to, like really? do the clapping thing. And I was like, hell yeah, I didn't know my that. prayers have been answered and I finally know how to do it. So <laughs> it's really cool because it's like this really like syncopated, yeah. like clapping and snapping combination that just like sits throughout the whole thing and it's like it it's a very syncopated song to begin with yeah and there's so many different things going on it's so layered and it's so intricate and it just like every sort of quaver pulse is like covered in the Mm. entire thing because there's something going on on like every single beat and it's such a cool song and the melody's really really catchy too like i've been singing it like consistently for you know because it came out i think in february okay yeah so it's been like a couple of months now and i'm still like listening to you know i'm still listening to this song and i haven't got sick of it yet Mm. and i think it's just yeah because the whole album that he put out it was sort of like he was moving a little bit away from his um, like self-titled album that he put out and I think it was 2014. Yeah, it's been a few years, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think it was 2014 when his um, debut album came out and this is um, the only thing that's sort of come up since and like it's definitely moving away from his sort of like Irish folk roots and he's more morphing into like um, there's a lot more rock Yeah, it's certainly sounds. brighter, I yeah. feel. Like as an album, as a whole, it certainly feels like you still have those um, sort of like folky sort of elements. Yeah. But it's very bright, and I I really appreciate that one. Yeah. When I listened to it, I was like, this doesn't sound like him, but it does. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like every single song, it's kind of like you can pick up on those pure like hosier elements, but at the same time, there's like so many different things that have been put in that kind of just like separate himself from what he's previously done and like a lot of the themes in this album are very sort of dark and a bit depressing like as with his last album Mm. but this one it's sort of presented in like you said like a brighter way yeah exactly so yeah it's definitely a fantastic album but almost sweet music is my top Mm. three song of this year so far so Before we get into our top two, though, we are going to have a chat about our favourite album that has been released. So, what's your top album of 2019, first half of 2019, I should say? Well, this should come to no surprise, honestly, because I've talked about it before, but uh, it is Social Cues by Cage the Elephant. Oh my god, another Cage the Elephant reference? How I many know, is that now? Like, three or four? I feel like... <laughs> it's been 12 episodes. I know. It's just, it's really interesting because I've always been a fan of theirs, but they've always sort of lingered in the background in terms of like what I've been listening to and right, they've yeah. always been there but they've never sort of been at the forefront of anything. Gotcha. Okay. So 
when this album came out, and I think it came out uh, in in March, I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, it was really surprising to me just how, not how much I liked it, but just how much I would listen to it constantly. Yeah, right. It's just been on repeat ever since it, it's come out. And I think it's because, you know, they've been around for quite a while, like over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And they've just really honed in on their style and their genre and how they want to present their music. And they're very honest about that. I've talked about um, the title track before, Social Cues, um, how they talk about how they're tired of being sort of pigeonholed as this sort of rock band. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If they want to do what, like whatever they want to do, then they'll do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, their prerogative. Like, exactly. type thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that theme is very much present on the entire album probably mm-hmm. why it's called social cues but anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> um some of the songs i really like uh is house of glass um broken boy social cues uh and goodbye goodbye is a really sad one uh, it's just sort of piano okay yeah very different for them um and they're talking about uh, a breakup because this album was inspired by uh, the lead singer's recent divorce. So, okay. Yeah, which That's is... interesting. Well, it is really interesting because you can really hear sort of, I guess, like, him going through the different stages throughout yeah. each of the song. Like, in House of Glass, he talks about um, how he feels so isolated and that that will be the end of him. And he's very much sort of doom and gloom. Right, yeah. But then when you get to sort of goodbye, it's like everything resolves itself and he uh-huh. accepts that, that that's the place where he's at right gotcha. now. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's such a beautiful album and it's so versatile, but yet very much within their style. So I definitely uh, recommend listening to it. Social Cues by Cage the Elephant. So that's my album, Maddie. What is yours? So mine is Leon's self-titled album. Yes. Um, I have spoken about Leon before. I think she's, like, probably my favourite artist of this year. Yeah. Um, I have... Yeah, so it's her debut album. She's released, like, multiple EPs and singles and stuff. Okay. Dating all the way back to, like, 2016 and things like that. But this is, like, her first full-length album. And it's very, um, I don't want to say all of the songs sound the same, but there's like this cohesive instrumentation and sort of general vibe throughout the whole thing. It just sort of, like all of the songs on it sound like they fit together. Yeah. So I think that's something that I really quite like. Mm. Um, but like, like within that, there's definitely, um, your range between like your soft like piano ballads and like your sad songs yeah. as well as you know your really upbeat sort of dance pop mm. tunes mm. um i would say the general vibe is like that upbeat sort of mm. electro pop sort of feel to it mm. um some of those songs that sort of go along that way would be you and i yeah, that was like one of the singles that came out before the album did, and also "Baby Don't Talk." That one's a good one mm. um, to get dancing to. I love that. Um, but basically, all of the songs on there, like, I like all of them. Yeah, like, I don't. There isn't a song on that album where you would skip it. that I would skip. Mm. Like, I would listen to all of them. 
And I've spoken about um, one of the songs, What You Said, yeah, on the podcast previously. And that's a lot more, like, heartfelt. And there's, like, yeah. a lot more emotion in that one. And it's toned like, down, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely toned down, very stripped, not, like, electronic at all. And it's sort of, like, her voice is something that I am so in love with. And I've spoken about this, like, when I was talking about what you said before, um on like a different episode we were talking about how she can like control her like vocal cracks mm. and stuff yeah and it's done in such a cool way and i just love the way she sings she's got such a like buttery like it's vocal so tone. it's yeah. gorgeous i absolutely adore her voice mm. i would just listen to it all day so that's why she is my top album for this half of 2019 Nice. Um, I yeah, she's on her um North American tour at the moment. Oh, cool. So, I've been That's following awesome. her Instagram and seeing all of her um live performances, and she's just like I've seen like videos that she's put in her Instagram story, and she's just yeah. as good live as she is. Oh, she would be recorded. Yeah. And That's it's, awesome. Yeah, fantastic. So I can't wait to hear more music for her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're up awesome. to top two now. Yes. What have you got, Viv? So my number two. I will preface by saying it is a horsey song. <laughs> of course it is. We could not have done this top five Look, list without having Halsey on this somewhere. Exactly. And, I mean, it's no surprise. You all know that she is our queen and <laughs> we would do anything for her. For her. <laughs> Sacrifice our own lives. Um, exactly. So, Let's be honest. you know, because I've talked about this song so much. I will just give a brief rundown. Keep it brief. Keep it short and sweet. Um, I definitely think this is the best song she's released. Uh, I you, she can really tell how much she's evolved since you know Badlands and even her EP. She's really, really improved her voice. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. She's really improved her sound and she's really embraced her like songwriting skills, like. She's always yeah, been good at sure. that. That's always yeah. been her thing. But I really feel like in this song, she's really like, I know, like, it's like she's saying to herself, I know I'm good at this and I'm going to, like, hone in on that, that that is my skill. I'm a songwriter. And she, that very much, you know, is on display in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this new sound that she's experimenting with. And I can't wait for this new album coming out this year. So keen. What's the actual song? You haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> Nightmare by Halsey. It's Nightmare. <laughs> Ding-a-ling. So, yes, I'm sorry, but... um, <laughs> I specifically didn't put Halsey on my list because I knew Vivian would. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Look. I would. I, I wanted to spare you all the... Why, thank you, Maddie. Um, You're always thinking <laughs> of me. <laughs> always put you first, you know it. So, yes, that's the song, Nightmare by Halsey. Can't wait for a new album. So keen. So keen. All right. What's yours, Maddie? My number two. I am, like, a little bit ashamed to say this (laughs) and I've mentioned this before that you know I was definitely not a fan and I was so opposed to anything sort of from this artist and I didn't want to have a bar of it because his earlier stuff kind of annoyed me but now my top two song is um (laughs) if I can't have you by Shawn Mendes what what I is know, happening? I know. The simulation is breaking. <laughs> Maddie likes Sean Mendes. I know. Stop crucifying me. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of painful for me to admit. But 
this song is such a bop. It is such a bop. I, I have to it's agree. It's such a bop. Every time I turn on the radio and this song comes on, I literally scream. It's like, so good. no joke. I actually, every time. <laughs> I'm like, yes! This song is on and I am ready to scream the I words. I am ready to go. Dance yep. in my car. Like It's such a bop. Don't cross me. I am going <laughs> to sing to this song and I don't care who watches me. Yeah, and that's completely fair. I do have a fun fact for you, though. You oh, might, my God. You Give might me already, a fun fact. I feel like you might maybe know this, but I read recently that he actually wrote the song originally for Dua Lipa. No way! Yeah. And then he decided last minute, oh, actually, I'm going to take it. How interesting I'm is so that? glad he did. Yeah, I could, like... Because it doesn't sound like a Dua Lipa song to it me. It really doesn't. I, I imagine the production would have been a lot different if she had taken yeah, it. Yeah, I she's... guess that, yeah, I guess that's true. Because her sound is very different. But, yeah, how cool is that? That's crazy. I love that. Thank you so much for letting me know. No worries. I love finding out, like, when other artists write songs. Yeah, like, and it's so cool because um, it's actually cool to hear that he wrote it. I didn't yeah. think... I knew he wrote, like, some of his own stuff, but I didn't realise that he actually wrote... Wrote that the, song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a great song, and it I'm is. so glad he ended up taking it, because he just owns it, and... Yes. Like, his voice shines through on this song. He's definitely... Like, I was talking about it when it was, like, one of my songs of the week a yeah. couple of episodes ago. Um... Like I said then, like, his voice has developed so much. And that was one of the reasons that I didn't really like listening to him previously. Because yeah. it was really nasal and, like, I wasn't a fan of how he, like, pronounced words. Because I'm a stickler for that. <laughs> As we know. Because As we've discussed. I am, yeah, I've, I'm a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to that. But, um, yeah, it's just something that I wasn't really into but he's definitely matured a lot more in like the last couple of definitely. years and yeah. I think he's found sort of he's found his voice and mm. his sound yeah. and, and he's so young as well like he's, yeah. he's our age which is crazy to think I know about. I don't like thinking about yeah. that it's weird um, so the real question is Maddie are you a stan now? I'm absolutely not a stan <laughs> I don't ever want to be called a stan <laughs> for Shawn Mendes I just like this song and that's it. And that's the T. That and that <laughs> is the T. <tea. laughs> the T ends here. <laughs> no more tea will be spilled on this episode. Oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, if I can't have you, Sean Mendez, love it, huge bop. I'm gonna continue jamming to it for as long Agreed. as they continue to play it on the radio. So Agreed. We'll see. Number one now. Final song. Oh my gosh. What is the top song the for top the first song. six months? For the of first six 2019. months. For 2019. For 2019. Like a microphone echo. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is House of Glass by Cage the Elephant. Oh, my God. I know. Look, I, I'm i sorry, guys, okay? I just love them so much, and this album is just incredible. So, House of Glass, I actually think it was the first song of the week. It was the first one ever. <laughs> So Throw back to episode one. There you go. Um, it is just yeah, it's such a good song. And what I what I really like about it, which I've said before, is just the honesty in the lyrics and how the music really plays off of that. You know, he sort of is talking in like spoken word, and he's talking about how he's 
you know, exploring, like, the darkest places of his mind. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's all because he's going through this really sort of traumatic divorce. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then when it gets to the um, chorus, he's talking about how his isolation, it's an illusion, and how he needs to break through, and how it's a house of glass. House of glass, yeah. Metaphors. <laughs> Love a good metaphor. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's such a, it's such a beautiful song in that sense. And I really like sort of the shock of the honesty and um, he's talking about his mental health. You know, that's what I've said before. And those kind of songs are, have always been my favourite kind of songs. In yeah, any absolutely. Of, uh, situations. So... Yeah, it's just an amazing song. I really hope they come to Australia to tour this album. I will fingers crossed. I will honestly. I'm there, even if it's like okay. I was gonna say maybe if they go to like Sydney or something and don't come to Brisbane, I probably wouldn't do that because money. <laughs> but because we're poor. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I would think about it. <laughs> it would be heavily considered. And that is my commitment to this to this album. <laughs> to heavily consider possibly <laughs> flying somewhere to maybe see a concert that may or may not happen. Exactly. There we go. So <laughs> there you go. That's my uh, first or well, number one song of 2019 so far. House of Glass by Cage the Elephant. So, Maddie. What is your number one My song? My number one song is Everything or Nothing by Picture This. What? what? <laughs> now, I haven't spoken about this song on the podcast yet. Well, probably. Well, now I have. <laughs> um, that was a dumb sentence. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I haven't previously mentioned this song, but because um, it came out quite early this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I am a huge fan of this song. You it's, love it. I love it so much. It's just one that you can, like, jam out to. It's sort of like this, um, like, airy kind of pop-rocky mm. vibe. Like, it's not like a hard rock song. No, it's no. far from that. But it's not, like, pop either. It's kind of this no. really cool in-between. And... This song, it's just, like, all about um, this relationship. Like, you know, does it mean everything or nothing? Yeah. If I think about you when I cry type thing. Yeah. It's, like, this um, very emotionally driven lyrics. Um, it sort of reminds me of a song that I um, spoke about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, um, Know Me by the band Camino. Yeah. So if you've listened to that song, it kind of reminds me of that, and I love that song as well. And, like, the chorus in Everything or Nothing just, like, unleashes. Because it's, like, a very yeah. sort of quiet verse. And it's quite, you know, quite lovely to listen to. And then when the chorus comes in, sort of, like, everything is thrown yeah. out the window. Yeah. And it's just, like, they go absolutely ham. And the one thing that's really cool that I like... Again, it's sort of like with the Hosier song. Mm. There's this, this really cool drum beat. Yeah. Like this like little drum sample thing. It's like two bars long. And it's sort of... That rhythm is like a constant throughout yeah. the song. And it comes back in like a really big way in the chorus with like the full drum kit yeah. and all of that. And um, and it's a really clean like 
sample. That's like the best way to describe the sound. It's just so distinct and it's so clean and it's there and you can really pick it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially especially in the verses when there's not much instrumentation going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, because that little drum bit there is like the only sort of percussion in the verses and yeah. like the intros and yeah. stuff. But then when it gets to the chorus, it's just like that rhythm but like tenfold. Yeah. Because yeah. like even the guitars kind of like their strumming sort of goes along with that rhythm mm. as well. Mm. And it's just really cool. I really like it. Um, and I really like the strings. Yeah. When the strings come in, I I said to Maddie that for some reason it reminds me of early 2000s like pop rock. I, I don't know why. I can't, <laughs> but it does. I can't give you a song right now that it reminds me <laughs> of. But that's just where it took me. And yeah. It's just such a cool use of, like, the strings, I thought. Yeah, I really like it. It's definitely one to, like, jam out to on a road trip. Yeah. Or something. That's, that's like, what, I feel like that's a really good way the windows to... down. Like, it feels like it, it could be a song, like, in a movie when yeah. they're, like, on a really long stretch of highway. Yeah. And the sunroof's down and they're, like, standing up with their arms out, yeah. like, in the wind. Like, just, just picture this song with that image in your mind and yeah. it just, like, fits. The perfect, it's just one of those perfect setting for the yeah, song. yeah perfect setting love it mm. but yeah um everything or nothing by picture this is my number one song yes so that brings us to the end of episode 12 yes um unfor- sorry for those of you who wanted to hear like news and the general the general gist we'll be back to our do. normal um layout next week yes we just thought we'd give you something like a little bit different a little change mm. up from our usual stuff um definitely let us know what you think of this episode if you like us doing sort of like you know a break within our normal things um if you prefer you know like sort of a sort of more i guess it's a more sort of casual sort of setting like we did have like a formal layout but it wasn't really like the exact same layout yeah so yeah just let us know we love hearing what you guys think um so you can follow us on social media at caught my ear pod on facebook twitter and instagram and yeah hope you guys enjoyed this special episode special episode we'll be back next monday with our regularly scheduled programming yes you could call it yes um yeah check us out on spotify apple podcasts Castbox, stitcher TuneIn, blueberry web on a lot of them so whichever one tickles your fancy (laughs) i guess (laughs) yeah Yeah. so we'll be hitting you with a new episode next week stay tuned for that one see you guys bye